0: Welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. First, I am not an expert. I'm just someone like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned over the years from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern findings. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor, and my intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I'll share a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS. But what you choose to do with that information is always your choice. And what works for one may not work for all. Last week, we learned about essential oils for MS, and we're joined by guest Janine Heather. Janine taught us a handful of the many ways we can use essential oils to help us better manage our MS symptoms and take care of our families and pets safely with non-toxic, high-quality essential oils. This week, we're going to look at the importance of exercise and movement. We'll learn a bit about what types of exercises are most recommended for us, as well as some different ways to access a variety of free programs. And in doing so, we'll also hear from my dear friends, Karen and James, about their experiences using the MS Gym free and paid resources to help them along in their MS journey. As we get started, the first thing I wanna talk about today before we even get into exercise recommendations for MS is how we define exercise. In the dictionary, exercise is defined as activity requiring physical effort carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. I believe this is an important place to start because for me, Exercise used to be primarily playing sports, soccer, volleyball, tennis, or active hobbies like hiking, backpacking, or windsurfing. And in fact, prior to my official MS diagnosis, many of these things had already become difficult or impossible. Tearing both rotator cuffs, both quads, and both Achilles pretty much ended sports for me. Little did I know at the time that spasticity was already a big issue in my body. About a year before my diagnosis, I began to notice some weakness and buzzing in my left quad when I was walking fast. As someone conditioned to work through the pain, I didn't think much of it, except that it was odd, and maybe it was weakness left over from the torn quad? Post-diagnosis, even slow, long walks became more difficult. I became much more sensitive to heat and exertion, which triggered flares of my symptoms. And for a long time, I became more focused on what I couldn't physically do anymore, rather than what I still could do. In the summer of 2019, things got rough. I tore my Achilles again, this time while simply playfully jogging in my hallway. I knew it would take a while to heal, but since it always had eventually healed in the past, I just hunkered down, accepted the pain, and tried to take it easy. What happened next was insanely painful. In my efforts to take it easy, which often happens when we favor one leg, my hip flexors swelled up to the size of grapefruits. My piriformis muscles, which are some of the many muscles that go through your butt and connect your torso to your legs and help stabilize our balance, became incredibly tight, resulting in very little flexibility in my legs and hips. Eventually, it worsened and impacted my lower back with almost constant, yet still somehow unpredictable, stabbing knife pains. That was when I knew it was unlikely that this Achilles issue would heal on its own. My neurologist sent me to a physiologist who first just wanted to put me on a lot of pain medication. I've likely mentioned before that I don't do well with lots of medications and often have bad reactions. So I was hesitant, but did eventually agree to a small daily dose of Baclofen, which she insisted would help long-term with spasticity. She also referred me to physical therapy. At first, I was very nervous about this. Remember those torn quads I mentioned? That actually happened in a session with a physical therapist. But since the pain was so extreme, I decided to give it a try. Lee, at Central Coast Physical Therapy, was a godsend. From the very beginning, he listened to me talk about my pain, my abilities, and together, we landed on a plan for recovery. Everything was gentle yet precise, and within three weeks, I was already feeling significantly better. This surprised me, and yet it showed me what was possible and reminded me how important a healing growth mindset is for us in all aspects of healing. Within three months, I was back to my normal, and it was at that time that the physiologist gave the okay for us to shift our focus to try to bring some relief to my shoulders. I honestly didn't approach this very optimistically either. The first tear had occurred way back in 2007 and the second one a year later. So these were old injuries. You can even feel the scar tissue. Lo and behold, again, within a few weeks, I started to notice real improvement. It was about that time that my MS specialist recommended ongoing PT, and this was really exciting, as after my shoulders got better, we began to work on balance and strengthening my core. By February of 2020, I was really starting to feel good. I had also started to think differently about exercise, and now really think of it as exercise and movement So even targeted stretching counts, as well as gardening, rotating my ankles, using my arm bike, or doing household chores like laundry. So if your definition of exercise has changed, rather than seeing that as a negative, see if you can expand your definition and rewrite it to better work for the you you are now. And most importantly, let's remind ourselves A healthy lifestyle is something we refine over time, not overnight. It takes a conscious choice and aligned action to decide we want to help ourselves get stronger and live better with MS. A quote I find inspiring is, If we are too busy to take care of our health, that's like a mechanic who is too busy to take care of their tools. Over time, the tools malfunction, they rust and they break. If we tend to our toolbox, we can keep our bodies in better shape, and they'll last us a lifetime. My gratitude today is twofold for the incredible staff at Central Coast Physical Therapy and for my current virtual PT, Kristen, through Stanford. My experience with Lee and his awesome staff at Central Coast Physical Therapy reaffirmed just how important it is for us to keep moving, And that just because I was having serious pain and muscular issues that were impeding my ability to be as active as I wanted, healing was possible through dedicated, consistent efforts. It took a lot of baby steps, but by February of this year, I was feeling and moving better than I had in years. Thank you, Lee. Unfortunately with COVID-19 I haven't been able to go to PT since March and by September I was really feeling it and had lost a lot of the gains I had made. So in September I began virtual PT through Stanford. My physical therapist Kristen is fabulous. She's taught me some really helpful stretches and simple exercises to start getting me moving again. For a while, we met weekly to ensure I knew the proper form for my routine. I'm going to be very honest here, though. I was really struggling with follow-through. It was so easy to put it off until later in the day and prioritize other tasks when I'm not physically tied to going to the gym. There's also the fact that some of the exercises really require a second person to do them right. And I don't have access to the weight machines or SciFit step machine that were helping me so much when I used to go in person. Recently, Kristen set me up with an app called Physiotech, and this accountability tool is working much better for me. I also decided that the best way to utilize my disability back pay was to invest that money back into my health. So we have some new equipment purchased that will be arriving soon. All this to say, when we have muscle weaknesses, physical pain, balance issues, injuries, even old ones, with an MS diagnosis, we should be able to have our doctors prescribe ongoing PT. If you have a local PT that is open, consider it. And if virtual is more your thing, ask your neurologist or physiologist if they offer virtual PT. If you're like me and virtual PT is hard accountability-wise, ask your physical therapist to set up your program on an app. Or elicit a family member to exercise with you. Or set up a virtual Zoom session with other MS friends to work out together. Yet another fantastic option that I want to showcase today is a great program that a handful of MS folks I know have used quite successfully called the MS Gym. What's most important as you listen to this episode today is that you listen for ideas that will work for you. It must be something that you believe in. The body can achieve what the mind believes, and truly the best exercise for each of us is the one we actually do. Before we get into MS gym specifics, I want to talk a bit about exercise benefits and recommendations for MS. And first, above all else, if you know your symptoms are exacerbated by heat or exertion like mine are, use caution. We don't need to exercise hard like we used to, but there's so much we can do. However, let's also keep in mind as we learn today that with MS, there is typically a reliable cycle in terms of exercise and pain, and why for some of us, it can be so hard to find the exit from the seemingly endless roundabout, which I affectionately think of now as the MS deterioration cycle. When we feel pain, that typically leads to increased muscle tension which then leads to increased stress and limited activity. Limited activity, in turn, creates more fatigue, depression, and muscle stiffness, which, in turn, leads to more pain, and so on. So learning how to break that cycle is really important for us. Movement and exercise are important for all humans, Exercise reduces inflammation and the risk for many diseases. It has a profound effect on our cardiovascular health, promotes healthy hormone regulation, increases our muscle masses, and strengthens our bones. It also selectively turns on anti-inflammatory genes and turns off pro-inflammatory genes. For us, it's especially important to note that exercise and movement improves our ability to sleep, increases our energy levels, keeps our digestive tract filled with healthy bacteria and functioning regularly. And exercise and movement even help with reducing stress, anxiety, and depression. You might notice that a lot of that list are things many of us with MS struggle with. So finding a way to increase our exercise and movement in a way that works for us is really an important part of learning to live well with MS. So, How much exercise and movement is recommended? This varies quite a bit and should be something we each arrive at with our doctor, since it depends on our personal current level of health. We should always consult our doctor before starting any new exercise and movement regimen. In general, it's recommended that we get 120 to 150 minutes per week of moderate exercise. And an easy way to define moderate is when we can still talk but not sing. Or, if we're physically possible and safe, we can shoot for 75 minutes of high-intensity exercise per week, which would be when we can't sing or talk. It's important for us to remember, in addition to potentially redefining exercise for ourselves, that exercise includes endurance training, strength training, balance, and flexibility. For some of us, we might not currently be able to do much endurance training like we used to, but there are easy ways to modify in the strength training, balance, and flexibility categories to design a program that will help us all, even given our diverse abilities and needs. It wasn't so long ago that doctors actually recommended that we avoid too much physical activity and believed it could actually make some of our symptoms, like fatigue, worse. But more recent research has actually shown the contrary, that regular exercise and movement actually improves MS symptoms over time. Extensive research published in 2019 suggested that exercise and movement can improve many areas of life for people with MS, including physical symptoms, mental health, and social functioning. For people with MS, regular exercise can help improve our mobility, improve muscle movements and flexibility, improve the overall quality of life, reduce the risk of MS-related complications, and reduce the risk of mental health conditions such as depression. And the MS Society states that regular exercise and movement can actually improve our cognitive challenges. Let's look at some of the types of exercise and movement that work really well for us as people living with MS. The first is aerobic exercises. And aerobic exercises are activities that increase our heart rate and is specifically known for improving our lung capacity, strengthening our core muscles, and improving our balance and coordination. In addition to improving our walking ability, aerobic exercise also lifts our mood. Walking, running, jogging, and biking are all good examples of aerobic exercise. We might especially benefit from high-intensity interval training, also referred to as HIIT. This involves short, intense bursts of aerobic activity between resting periods, and the resting can help us from overheating, which can exacerbate our symptoms. A study in 2017 showed strong evidence that low to moderate intensity aerobic exercise significantly helped folks with MS who had mild to moderate disability report higher energy levels, less fatigue, better mood, better heart health, and an overall increased quality of life. If we have leg weaknesses or other challenges moving, rowing or water aerobics could be better options. Water sports in particular can be very helpful for us. A consistent water temperature can help us keep from overheating. And the feeling of weightlessness combined with gentle water resistance results in a great workout while being low impact. Beyond water aerobics and the obvious activity of swimming, it's common to do many different types of exercises in the water, including weightlifting, balance training, stretching programs, and even water walking. Stretches. Stretching is good for all of us, and especially for those of us who experience painful muscle stiffness and spasms. Stretches that take our joints through their full range of motion are quite effective, especially those that stretch our piriformis muscles to stretch our hips, and exercises that strengthen our core muscles. Now, if you're like me, especially in cold weather when spasticity is at its most extreme, even simple stretching can be near impossible. My virtual PT, Kristen, suggested I use a heating pad on my trouble areas, which are my right hip and my neck shoulder area, before I even start my stretches. I would have never thought of this, as I used to think of stretching as my warm-up. Now, apparently, I need a warm-up for my warm-up. But that's okay. If it helps me get moving, I'm up for trying it. Another tool I use when spasticity is at its worst is a fairly new purchase for me, the Belmont Back Stretching Mat. I've shared a little bit about this mat in other episodes, so I'll simply say that it's a mat that has air chambers that it inflates and deflates to help us stretch. There are four different pre-programmed stretching programs that target acupuncture points and really do result in an incredible stretch. Currently priced at $137, that's a big purchase for me, but when I broke it down, it's really the cost of two high-quality massages, so it's already paid for itself and might be something worth looking into if you, like me, suffer with spasticity and back pain. Aside from regular stretches, yoga, tai chi, and qigong are great ways to build strength, increase flexibility, and help us relax and reduce stress. Yoga is a mind-body practice that includes stretching combined with breathing and meditation. It improves strength and flexibility while also promoting a peaceful mindset. Specifically for MS, yoga can help tremendously with spasticity, muscle weakness, and current loss of mobility. Did you know that a simple search on YouTube will yield a plethora of results for free yoga sessions? There's even adaptive forms of chair yoga, or even yoga while laying down. So there really is a yoga for everyone. Adaptive Tai Chi and Qigong are more gentle alternatives. Both focus on deep breathing and slow, gentle movements. Tai Chi and Qigong help improve our balance, reduce stress, and lower our blood pressure. There's also progressive strength training. Using weights and resistance exercises to build stronger muscles makes it easier for us to move around by improving our muscle strength, our balance, and overall posture. Progressive strength training starts small with light weights and minimal repetitions and builds both the weight and repetitions slowly over time. This is an especially useful approach for us as it prevents overworking the muscles prematurely, which can result in worsening of our existing symptoms. We can also do balance exercises. Low-intensity balance exercises help improve our overall coordination without straining our body, which makes them more accessible for us. Balance exercises are simple and include exercises like heel and toe raises, heel-to-toe walking, standing on one leg, or marching in place. Wherever each of us currently is on the exercise and movement spectrum, We should remember a few tips to ensure we're safe. First, take it slow. Warm up first to ease into our routine. And if all we can safely and comfortably manage right now is walking across the room or even rotating our wrists or ankles, that's okay. It doesn't really matter where our entry point is. What matters most is what we're able to achieve and regain over time. And remember, sometimes things like a heating pad might be our first exercise step, even before we stretch. Secondly, keep at it. Even if we can't do much now, in time we will build strength and be able to do so much more. Even small steps in the right direction will get us to our destination. Giving in to the pain and choosing to stay on what I called the MS deterioration cycle is not a choice I want to make. As they say, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. It's also important that we remember to be safe. Exercise and movement can be dangerous, especially if we currently struggle with balance. Exercising in places with poor lighting, Slippery floors or other tripping hazards like throw rugs are smart to avoid. Grab bars and handrails nearby can be helpful, or using a wall for extra stability while doing balance exercises is a good option. And speaking of balance, losing our balance while in a pool is a lot less dangerous for us. We should also plan to be safe temperature-wise so that we don't get overheated. Wearing breathable workout clothing can help, as does making sure we're avoiding exercising during the hottest part of the day, which is typically between 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., but may differ in your region. Having a plan to stay hydrated as we exercise is also important. While exercising, if we experience any of the following, we should stop. Excessive fatigue, overheating, and all of the symptoms that can result from overheating, Cognitive confusion, loss of balance or coordination, or lightheadedness or dizziness. It's important we learn our limit and know when to quit. This is one I've struggled with for sure. Living with MS is not the time to subscribe to the no pain, no gain philosophy that may have worked for us in our previous life before MS. When we feel pain beyond a gentle stretching pain, we should stop or change our routine. There are many ways to work a particular muscle. Working with a physical therapist can help us find an exercise that is the right fit for us and our individual needs right now. We should, when we can, try to push ourselves a bit But if what we do makes us too sore or tired afterwards, it's frankly not the right exercise for us right now. And that doesn't mean forever. A few of the exercises that Kristen gave me, for instance, were way too painful at first. But by doing the modified versions that she suggested, I've slowly been able to work myself up to the more difficult exercises. Knowing our limits is crucial. Overdoing it today, could leave us feeling not so great for a few days. Slow and steady wins the race now. Living with MS is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's also important that we pick something fun. Choosing exercise and movement activities we enjoy is an important piece of the motivation and habit-forming puzzle. If we think of exercise and movement as a chore or something we have to do rather than something that is fun and brings us joy and pleasure, we'll have a much harder time dedicating protected time for exercise. Don't forget to take time to cool down. After exercise, we may find that we experience heightened fatigue for a short time, which is a normal reaction for us to exercise and movement. However, experts say that our fatigue should not last longer than two hours post-exercise, and if it does, that's an important message for us to reduce the intensity, duration, or frequency of our workouts. MS certainly is a good teacher in helping us better listen to our bodies, so don't forget to listen to the messages our internal messaging systems are sending. And finally, remember our goal to live well with MS. I firmly believe that most of all, it's important we remember when we're living with MS, it's not about being the best anymore, even if it used to be. It's about being just a little bit better than we were yesterday. Now that we know how important exercise is, and the recommendations for best exercises for MS, we're going to look in greater detail at some options for exercise and movement that are geared specifically to those of us living with MS. First, I wanna mention that the National MS Society has a link on their website called Living Well With MS that has a huge catalog of video routines and other resources. Secondly, AboveMS.com has a similar sizable catalog of MS wellness resources and workouts. For the remainder of this episode, we're going to dive deeper into another program called the MS Gym. When we visit the MS Gym website at themsgym.com, right away we're offered free downloadable exercise guides to counteract our MS symptoms. And there's a short welcome video with Trevor Wicken, the creator and founder of the MS Gym, as well as some inspiring video testimonials from users. Some of the free exercise guides you can download are titled Hip Flexor Strengthening and MS Hug, stretching to reduce spasticity, mobility to manage foot drop, MS balance exercises, chair core strength, or MS neck pain relief. We can also subscribe on YouTube to the MS Gym and get access to loads of free content there as well. Just a bit about Trevor Wicken before we hear from our two guests today talking about their experience with the program. Trevor has decades of experience as a medical fitness practitioner and is dedicated to helping his clients live free from pain and restriction through his targeted exercise program. He holds a bachelor's degree in sports medicine and a master's in exercise science. He is also an NASM certified corrective exercise specialist. If you visit the MS Gym website, you can read all about Trevor and his extensive experience and his successes in helping others recover and thrive. He's experienced physical hardship in his own life, which inspired him to pursue physical therapy as a career, where he found he had a very special place in his heart for people with neurological impairments. When he met his now wife, who has MS, Together, they found clarity on what to do next, and Trevor officially opened the MS Gym in 2011. (coughs) Today, I'm joined by two dear friends whom I asked to share just a bit about their experience with the MS Gym, and also some of their general thoughts on exercise and movement. We'll take a listen in first on my conversation with James. So welcome James, I wanna thank you for being with us today. Um, And let's start off with you just sharing a little bit about your MS journey as it pertains to exercise and movement and how you discovered the MS gym.
1: Sure, I was in PT, Uh, it was recommended by a neurologist to go to physical therapy. I didn't really take physical therapy seriously. But you know that it took like a year before I actually it actually clicked, and um, at that same time, I had one MS group, and I was kind of getting feeling like I couldn't go any further with that MS group, so I started with another MS group. and that group, got Trevor Wicken. To come and talk to them. And Trevor Wick, Wick and this guy that created the MS Gem. Uh, you know, I'd seen a lot of the MS Gem information and in emails, and I like was like, oh, great, there's another guy that's got how you, you cure MS and all that stuff. And, and, and you know, it, it wasn't really impressing me. Um, but then I saw I saw Trevor, and he was like a normal guy. It was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. And um, he started this thing. He just put his hands by his ears. And I don't know why, everyone else did it as well. And then he starts rotating his hands. And the more he talked and the more he was uh, telling me uh, or all of us, about what the idea of the MS gem was, I was like, I was sold within two minutes. I was like, totally got this. Totally, I was looking at it wrong. It's, uh, I got to try this. I got to, he's got a totally different approach to how you should look at MS. And so I just, I, I was on board.
0: So let me ask you a follow-up question. When you said that Trevor put his hands up by his ears, made fists, and then started rotating them in one direction and then back the other way, what was his message that he shared with the audience
1: there? He was just trying to tell people this this whole feeling that you can't exercise is really um, a bunch of crap. Because even the simplest thing, that you probably have done most of your life. Even if you walk from your bedroom to the kitchen, you are in essence exercising. Don't look like at exercise like you have to wipe away the sweat to to say you've done something great. Just like you know, give yourself credit. I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing a way of looking at it, and a really amazing thing to try and introduce exercise into your life. That you know, it's already there. Why not just kind of ramp it up a bit? So rotating your wrist, even though it seems relatively simple, you're, in essence, exercising.
0: Definitely. I agree. I do think we need to sometimes change our, uh, our schema about what we think of as exercise. And so I try now to think of it as exercise and movement. So even stretching is exercise, which as a former athlete, and I know you were a former athlete as well, it's hard for us to kind of redefine what exercise and movement is in our brain. So I think that's a really powerful aspect of Trevor's program.
1: Very much so.
0: Tell us a little bit more about some of Trevor's ideas.
1: Well, I think the whole idea that Trevor was trying to expound with the MS Gym is that your ability to rise and move. And even though you shouldn't be, you may not be able to rise and move at first, if you keep at it, you find that you can rise and move. And um, the way Trevor explained it, it was really powerful. And this is where, in the group that I was, I was very new to, people actually started physically crying. I never really see anything like it. It's like you, you don't know me. Why in the heck are you crying? But basically, what Trevor said is. Like we've all had a job at one time or another in our lives. And there's been the freeway way to get to the job, but you after a while you don't want to go that way. You want to be moving the whole time. So you take backwards. And the whole idea of the MSGM is your whole life you've been able to move your body by going down freightways, and now it's time for you to actually take a, a second look and say, okay, let me think about the back road way of getting there. You're still getting up at the same place. It may take you longer on back roads, but you always feel better when you can get there uh, on back roads because you're always moving and you feel like you are. That's why it's a shortcut. Like it's not, but you feel like it is. And his idea was it doesn't matter how you get there. It matters that you get there. And that was so powerful when I heard him say that. It was, I don't know. I just had to join the gym after hearing that. It was like, wow, that's totally right.
0: I agree. That's such, such a powerful way of looking at it. And if we think about all the ways our lives have changed with our journey with living with MS, you know, we're able to still do many of the things we could before, but we just have to find different ways of achieving it. And so I love that Trevor has really taken that um, theory and and it, it, that it's worked. That's it's, it's wonderful. He, he just seems really brilliant uh, in his ways of inspiring others. And I'm curious, can you share with us a little about how the MS gym program has helped you? Like what can you do now versus what you could do then?
1: When I started in the MS gym, he had this whole thing that he called such a stance. And what you would do is, from a chair and the chairman now has armrests so i have something to push down on you would go from a seated position to standing and you know it took me a while but i could actually follow the pacing of sitting to stand and then doing what he says is but gets placed that you should always keep that in mind is like where your butt is, where your shoulder blades are, and where your gut is. You don't want to have your gut sticking out. No one likes that. So, um, over time, though, I realized that, you know, the chair with the armrest is cool and all. I'm very thankful I have it, but I was ready to upgrade from doing the such to stand in the chair with the armrest so I got a kitchen chair and it was like well what happens if I like try that such a stand from a kitchen chair and I can do it now (laughs) like I can't explain how amazing that makes me feel that I actually can stand up from a chair without an armrest it's like amazing
0: So tell us, let's travel back in time a little bit. So that's something you could not do. What were a few other things that you could not do before you started working out at the MS gym?
1: Well, I definitely could not um, go from being on the floor to basically being able to stand up. That was like an impossibility. And I'd hear... Trevor explaining how one could do that I was like oh yeah that's for somebody else not me but again over time I went from actually going down my stairs a little bit turning my whole body over crawling back up the stairs to a point where I could lean on two or three things and basically be able to stand back up now I can do that from like the floor of the room i'm in right now and there there's a low uh sitting couch i can now just basically force my body up into that into the couch and then using the door handle be able to stand up and now that's uh the first time i did that i was like amazed that that could actually be done I was like oh you look what I've done I've created fire actually it's progressing the point now it's like when I get to the, the like to that point I can stand up so much easier and actually a couple of weeks ago I put my bad leg underneath my body in the me and myself stand up using the, the doorknob as my bal- balancing uh, thing. So I it's just amazing. I, like, to me, it's amazing. Going the back roads is definitely, like, one of the best things I've learned to do inside of my brain. And that's great.
0: That is great. That's really inspiring, too. Um, You also shared an example with me about the dishwasher. Can you share that a little bit today?
1: Sure. Uh, One of the things, you know, I can't do a whole lot around the house. But what I found I can do is load and unload the dishwasher. And after working in the gym for a while, I can actually put a dish into the rack in the dishwasher without leaning on anything. So I can actually hold the plate, turn my body, which actually is something that I had to learn inside that gym, and actually put it in, in the dishwasher and rise back up. And, you know, I'd love to say walk away, but that that's more to come. Um,
0: One day, but but probably not terribly far in the future. I also wanted to ask you, James, uh, you know, we've been living with MS for a while, and both you and I have symptoms that go way back before our diagnosis. And, you know, so we we talk about how living with MS is kind of a roller coaster. And, you know, last summer, you had a little bit of a relapse there. And uh, you shared with me how the MS Gym helped you recover from that pretty quickly. And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about that with listeners today.
1: Sure. Um, I was trying to speed up the process of the MS Gym. And I had two arm crutches. I basically lost my right arm crutch because I was like, well I can just make it on my left arm crutch. And I could. Uh for a while. I could actually go to the bathroom from my bed. And that's a pretty long way. And I was, oh wow, look what Trevor has got me to do now. And um but I had just gotten done with all my bathrooming and I was Making my way back to my bed. And I almost was there. And um, I ended up losing my balance and falling. And I thought everything was fine, but it wasn't. I actually had a brain bleed, uh, which put me in the ICU <laughs> uh, and then the rehab hospital. Um, and I was being treated like, there was no hope. I was not coming back at all. And my wife had said to me that if I was not working in the MS gym, there is no possible way I would have recovered the way I did. And actually was able to take things I learned in the rehab hospital and apply them to my life. It's, uh, it's been really good. And one of the things I learned from the gym is take whatever you can from wherever you can and use it to, to your advantage. Even the smallest things.
0: That's amazing. It's been so just awe inspiring watching you bounce back. And uh, just thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it.
1: It's time to quit looking at exercise as something that you have to, at the end of it, you have to wipe the sweat away from your brow. That's great if you can exercise like that, but not every exercise makes you sweat to that extreme. You don't have to. You can exercise, doesn't have to be that straining. One of the great things about the gym is the longest exercise routine that I've done lasted maybe 50 minutes most of them are about a half hour or less so you're telling me you don't have a half hour that you can at least at first listen to what Trevor is trying to say that you should try and do eventually over time give me a break you can do it everyone can do it
0: that's true we can Anything else you'd like to share with the MS about the MS gym or exercise and movement in general?
1: I have never really been able to explain how proud of myself I am for some of the exercises that I've been able to do. Like the first time in most uh, normies would say if, if they were on the ground, well, giving up is easy. Well, it's not if you have MS. It's not so simple. But now we can do it. And you know what? Now we all are alike. If you're normal, you can be on the ground and stand up. And if you have a mess, if you're on the ground, you can stand up. Now, we may approach it two incredibly different ways. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm standing and you're standing. And that is, a, like, the greatest thing that I learned from the MS gym is that if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And you might not be the way that other people choose to do the same thing, but you know what? I can do it. And that is just, is like, I can't buy that. <laughs>
0: I wanna thank you, James, for being here today and for sharing part of your story with us. And I hope you will return again sometime soon. I'd love to. Now let's listen in on a similar conversation with Karen, who has a slightly different perspective. So thank you, Karen, for joining us today. I'd love to have you start off with sharing just a little bit about your MS journey, especially as it pertains to exercise and movement, as well as how you discovered the MS gym.
2: Hi, Katie. Uh, I was diagnosed four years ago with symptoms um, and I'd been having these symptoms symptoms for the last 25 years. So my doctor says, you probably had it relaxing remitting for 25 years, but I thought there were sports injuries. So, you know, I just went on and I was misdiagnosed, which is very common. Uh, so I did discover the MS gym on Facebook. They had a lot of free little postings, and I looked at it and did it for a while with the freebies. It's not as comprehensive as signing up for a subscription, and I realized that MS is going to be with me the rest of my life. I might as well sign up because i got to do this stuff the rest of my life. It's not going away. So that's what motivated me to sign up and get the more comprehensive and broader reach.
0: That's great. Can you share with listeners a little bit about how the MS gym has helped you? Maybe a couple of examples of specific things you can do now, or just things you've noticed about changes in your body.
2: Well, I, I was thinking about that. And while I am progressing a bit and not doing as much as I was doing two years ago, um, I, I, do now know how to move better uh to how to walk how to think about my body parts when i move so that i'm most efficient and strong in doing that i i know to focus on my core and my balance and my posture and that's so helpful in so many of our movements and with ms it's easy to kind of give into the body collapsing in the core and you know, sticking out the chin and not being straight. So, um, and there are hand, I was part of a hand exercise group and it strengthens the hands for writing and other things. Um, So there are all kinds of groups you can join in exercises.
0: That's wonderful, how helpful. Um, How would you describe or explain how the MS gym program works to someone who maybe hasn't heard of it before?
2: Uh, well, it's a set of, when you sign up for it, you get a whole suite of, of support. So there's a pre-recorded uh, exercise session with Trevor, who is the coach out of Colorado. He's wonderful. He has his own autoimmune issues, uh, I think Lyme disease, and he talks about it openly. And he lost some function and he got some back and he's very well-trained. Anyway, um, um, and so he has some pre-recorded exercises, everything from focusing on hand movements to neck, to leg strength, to sitting exercises, to standing exercises, whatever your ability, there's something in there for everyone to work on. And so these pre-recorded exercises are there. And then as an individual, you can log in, and work along with him, you know, do the exercises.
0: It sounds like that's quite a comprehensive list of opportunities there. It is something for everyone.
2: It is. And, you know, if someone's uh, in a chair, uh, they help you strengthen your arms so you can do transfers or your hands. So you can write and function Um, or some people stand. If you go to the closed Facebook uh, group that they have people write about accomplishments and how they've stood up and taken a few steps where they haven't for a couple of years. Now it takes time. It's not going to happen overnight, but it, you know, there are changes that can occur.
0: That's amazing. Now, one of the things I love that you shared with me is that you have a group that you connect with on zoom. And so you can do this together. Can you share a little bit with us about that?
2: Right. So I was a member of the, um, MS gym for a few months and I personally did not have the uh, discipline to sit down and do it every day. They have what they call buddy groups, which are amazing. So I joined a buddy group and actually I'm with a group of women from, oh God, there's one from New York and Wyoming and Colorado. We have prescribed times and a leader and she logs in and we talk to each other and it makes me, uh, I feel more accountable. Uh, when they are there plus they're lovely people we laugh we share personal stories and information that we can all relate to and in a buddy group I mean I was with another buddy group for hands and we did not share too much personal information but this other group we I love them they're wonderful ladies and in fact a bunch of them met for lunch uh, who lived in Wyoming and Colorado I didn't make it because I'm not going to fly right now but yeah, it's the buddy group holds me accountable and they meet five days a week. If you don't or cannot make it, or you have an appointment or company, you just, you know, don't do it, but it's, it's a wonderful way to go.
0: That is, and it it sounds like so much fun.
2: It's a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. And uh, again, sharing personal details that we can all identify with whether it's about catheters or bladders or walking funny. And even those, yeah, everyone has issues. And so it's really good to identify with those that share.
0: Absolutely. I, I think nothing more than uh, connecting with people who understand with this disease is so important. So that's, right. that's great that you have that combined with the MS gym workouts. That's really special. Right.
2: There are lovely people and we're on Facebook now with the different people. It's just, you know, hearing about different parts of their lives and grandkids or children um, going to dinner and having nice food. Well, when you can during this time of COVID. And uh, and it's interesting. All these women live in, I live in California. All these others live in states where it's starting to snow right now. So we joke about, well, how's the weather for you, Karen? And, you know, it was 85 yesterday. So we laugh, we laugh.
0: That's so great. Now, what would you say to someone who currently thinks they can't exercise or regain certain aspects of their mobility?
2: I would say you need to recognize, or I had to recognize that I'm not going to be doing what I did five years ago, 10 years ago. No more downhill skiing, hiking the mountains, that's all done. So, but you find a new way to exercise, whether it's just your hands, if that's all you can do, or your arms, or, you know, if you stand in balance and and core strength, I mean, even in a chair, core strength is so important and there are exercises to help with that. So you can sit up straight and at least function, you know, your upper body.
0: So let me ask you a little, to share a little about neuroplasticity because that's something you and I have talked about a bit.
2: Okay, Uh, Trevor, the coach, Coach Trevor we call him, Coach T, uh, he talks a lot about neuroplasticity, which is the ability of the neural networks in the brain to change through growth and reorganization. So with MS, of course, we know we have lesions on our brain and things stop functioning somewhat and just like children learn and learn languages and music quickly adults they've learned can in fact reconnect these um neurons in the brain so with these exercises um it it helps to work on the i mean it it helps the neuroplasticity for example this one exercise with the fingers when you cannot move a finger independently we, he tells us to move it with the help of the other hand, and that transmits up to the brain that this movement is there. Again, you may not as he changes right away. It takes time. Some people do this for a year, and then they suddenly go, oh my God, I can yeah. move, I can stand, I can whatever.
0: Well, you know, I think in life, anything really fantastic that happens to us, takes time and effort. So this is nothing different. Right. Yeah. So anything else you want to share about the MS gym or exercise and movement in general?
2: So what I try to work on on a daily basis is my core strength, my leg strength, and, you know, certain, certain ways to stand and hold my body. Um, which I never thought about before. Before MS, we just moved. But now, for me anyway, I have to think about how to walk and how to move my arms and tucking my pelvis and shoulder blades back. So that, for me, has been very, very helpful. Uh, The cost, if you decide to sign up for the program and get more than what you get free on Facebook, um, I think I paid $310 for a whole year. That works out to $6 a week or $26 a month. So when I rationalize that and thinking that I'm going to have to move, force myself to exercise and move the rest of my life, it made sense for me.
0: I would agree. You know, use it or lose it. And uh, when we invest in ourselves, it's going to make the future better for us, for sure. Now, you mentioned earlier that there's a closed Facebook group. Um, Tell us more about how that can help people.
2: The closed Facebook group, once you are a signed up member, um, there are people sharing their experiences. Um, If you have questions about any aspect of exercise or um, you just want to hear of someone's success or struggle, because a lot of people struggle still. And uh, it's there and it's, it's a group and there are people from all over the world on this thing. I don't recall how many people are with MS Group or MS Gym now, but it's really helpful. And it, when you sign up, again, I'm not trying to push the sign up, but you can ask direct questions to Trevor and the other experts at the gym in Colorado, and they will give you very thorough answers If you've got a problem, for example, with your neck and you want some help, if you cannot travel there and have a private lesson, they will respond with detailed, valuable email answers about what to think about, what exercises to go back to in the program, how to work on certain issues you might have.
0: Wow. Thank you, Karen. Everything you've shared with us today has been so helpful. I really appreciate you being here and I hope to hear from you again sometime.
2: Okay. And thank you for asking. It's a, it's a good thing. Buddy group saved me because
0: it's hard to go it alone.
2: It is. It is. I mean, some people are very self-disciplined and they can do it. Me? No. <laughs>
0: Well, and that's an important thing that we learn about ourselves. I'm struggling with that too, with the virtual PT I'm doing right now. I just finally got an app and it's better, but it's always easier when we can come together and help one another. Right, right.
2: And even if you don't have a buddy group, if your work, Trevor is there. Again, it's pre-recorded, but he talks to you like he's right there. And you can see that and experience that with the free uh, Facebook classes that he has. On a personal note, when I was first diagnosed, I made the mistake of not moving as much as I should have for probably the first year, maybe it was depression, who knows what, I mean, probably was. And during that year of not doing a lot, I know my muscle strength suffered. And I would say the sooner someone can start moving or try to move and exercise those body parts that need a little help, the better, because uh, you know, the older we get, as our muscles get weak and, and, and or atrophy, the harder it is to bring back. So don't put it off.
0: I would concur. I experienced something similar. And yeah. I, just, I let myself get so stiff yes. that when I started, you know, to go to physical therapy, luckily within a couple of months, things got much, much better, but yeah. it was a very uh, clear message to me, how important it is to move every day mm-hmm. every, as mm-hmm. much as we can.
2: Right. And I'm not that, between you and I, I'm not that good at moving every day as I should, um, but, but I know when I do MS gym work, When I'm consistent, uh, I do notice a difference. Small. I mean, I notice it. Maybe somebody else observing me doesn't see it, but I can feel it. I know it's there. And that
0: is what's most important. I hope you enjoyed listening in on our conversations and learning more about the MS Gym experience. My sincere thanks to James and Karen for sharing their perspectives with us today. I personally believe it's incredibly powerful when we share our experiences and can learn from one another. The biggest takeaways I hope you leave with from this episode today are one, as we advance through the stages of life, and especially when living with MS, how we define exercise may need to change along with us as we change. Finding exercise and movement options that we strongly believe in will make healing possible since our bodies can achieve what we believe. Two, keeping ourselves as strong and nimble as possible is critical since exercise helps us to improve our mobility, muscle movement and flexibility, and our overall quality of life. It also reduces risk levels of many MS-related complications, as well as mental health conditions like anxiety and depression. Exercise also boosts our heart health, improves our lung function, and helps keep fatigue at bay, all of which are very important for us to take seriously when striving to live well with MS, so we don't stay in the dreaded MS deterioration roundabout. It's not about being the best It's only about being just a little bit better today than we were yesterday. And three, there are many ways to safely and effectively get and stay moving. Whether it be an in-person or virtual gym membership, in-person or virtual PT, using a workout app, stretching mat, or free workout videos on YouTube, there's an option that is the best fit for each of us. And just like the first DMT we might try might not be the right one, the same is true with an exercise program. Perseverance will lead to our own personal solution. And that, my friends, is what helps us learn to live our best life with MS. Motivation is what gets us started. Repetition, habit development, and ultimately results is what keeps us going. Most of all, it's important we remember that nothing changes if nothing changes until next week i hope we'll all be thinking about ways we can each add some additional exercise or movement to our lives to help us live well with ms flock members i look forward to seeing you on saturday bring your questions both james and karen will be there to answer your questions you may have about the ms gym And if you're not a member of the flock yet, but want to be, join us and you'll get to meet Karen and James too. Following each podcast episode, I offer interactive Zoom sessions for our Patreon listeners to discuss the episode's topic with other members of the flock. You can become a patron on patreon.com slash msflock for the Zoom session schedule and invitation links. Membership is only $1 a month to access these fun meetups. As always, feel free to submit questions, comments, or future podcast topics or guest ideas to mymsflock at gmail.com. And lastly, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it and with flying colors if we're flying together, supporting one another. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be well.